Welcome to the Giving Voice to Depression podcast, produced in partnership with Mental Health America of Wisconsin. We are your co-hosts, Bridget and Terry. Each week through intimate, candid conversations with guests, we explore different perspectives on and experiences of depression. We keep it real because the illness is real. We keep it hopeful because there truly is hope in spite of what depression tells you. We are not experts or therapists. We're sisters and best friends who live with depression and have interviewed hundreds of others who do as well. By sharing stories of lived experiences, we expose depression for the lying bully it is. Hi, Terry. Hello, Bridget. And welcome to our first new episode of 2021. We would say Happy New Year, but at this moment in history, that phrase feels almost oblivious. (laughs) So instead, we're going to dive right in. The other day, we saw a post on the internet by a person by the name of Claire Willett. And it said, my boss just called and said, how are you? And I reflexively said, fine. And she was like, nope, start over. I'm not fine. And you are not fine, and no one is fine. Let's have a real conversation. How are you? And I was like, super terrible. And she was like, much better. Today, we want to have a real conversation in talking about the need for and the value of hope. We're also acknowledging the reality that hope can be really hard to come by sometimes. And that not having hope is a very dangerous thing. Our guest for this episode is licensed psychotherapist and psychology professor, Lauren Bittner. She believes that the decision to not give up is a valuable gift that we give ourselves. And we thought with all the talk about New Year's resolutions and such, what if we added that to our list or even put it at the top? What if we all resolved to seek and nourish hope in our lives and to encourage it in others? We talked with Lauren about what her clients are experiencing, how she counsels them to maintain or return to mental health, and how to be both hopeful and realistic. Here now is therapist Lauren Bittner giving her voice to depression. It's been really heavy. Even my most high-functioning clients are really struggling and full transparency myself too. At this point, I find that many people are just feeling worn down and exhausted and they're trying to use uh, self-care skills and, you know, trying to extend compassion to themselves, take good care of themselves. But it's been really, really hard. Uh, And so at this point, I find that most people are just trying to take it moment by moment that they can get too easily overwhelmed, even if they look at, you know, the entire day. I certainly think that's that's my experience and, and the experience of most of the people we're talking to online. You know, we, all, even those of us who are really good at, you know, dusting ourselves off and, right. you know, standing up again, you know, the fall down seven times, get up eight is one thing. Fall down 7,000 times, you know, is a different story. Right. That resilience gets harder and harder. It's still possible, but man, is it exhausting. Yeah. I think that's why community is so important. If anything, I'm finding that's, you know, it's the biggest challenge, but the biggest avenue right now for resilience is trying to find creative ways to be connected. And certainly COVID makes that much more difficult than, you know, in times past. 
but trying to be connected with other people who get it and who you can be real and messy with, I'm finding is the most uh, helpful for myself and for other people. And one of our hopes is that being messy is more allowable now because everybody's feeling something. That's right. You know, even if you have absolutely perfect mental health, and I don't know that there is such a thing. <laughs> That's a unicorn, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It is been challenging, it, and at the very least, you're worn down, or you're worn mm-hmm. out, or you're you're angry, or you're sad, or you're tired. So true, yeah. Do you live, what do you live with? Do you have depression? Do you have... So I uh, have high-functioning anxiety, recovering perfectionist, had a lot of... Um, Great family, but a lot of generational trauma and stuff like that. And then never before until 2020 did I really struggle with depression. I think just the heaviness of caring for others and experiencing our world right now, right? If you have a pulse, you're probably really impacted by what's happening. Um, And so anxiety has always been part of my history. And 2020, definitely managing depressed symptoms, which is similar to grieving. Yeah. It has a weight, doesn't it? It's very heavy. And and what I've also found is that, um, you know, amazing, we have amazing nurses and frontline workers and, you know, therapists and counselors and social workers, and they're, they're doing a rock star job, but they're also just, at this point, they've been carrying stuff for so long. Um, it gets heavy. And more than anything, I find that if I don't connect with other therapists who get it, I feel lonely. And that's a big catalyst for feeling depressed. If I feel lonely, that can usher me right into a depressed place. Absolutely. And that's the sort of double whammy. Isolation is, you know, a symptom and a fuel for depression. And we are being, in many ways, forced to be more isolated. That's sort of a recipe for not good things. Yeah. Which leads us to the dire need for hope. Hope. When everything from social and political unrest to the pandemic and its associated losses to depression itself can drain us of the belief that things can and do get better. Yeah, I mean, really good question. And I think for me, giving up, um, I have never struggled with feeling suicidal at all, but I have deep compassion for many of the people that have and, and have walked alongside people in that path. And it's very uh, scary and lonely. And I think for me, forgiving up looks more like as a full-grown adult wanting to hide under my covers and not come out and just check out, you know, just be, you know, almost not present. I just kind of give up emotionally and float on by. And that creates quite the civil war inside of myself because what's most deep and fire in me is this passion to help other people. And so sometimes when the giving up is tempting, I know that I can't help other people if I give up. And it's this balancing act of making sure I take good care of myself. I have to take good care of myself first. So giving up for me doesn't feel like an option, but it's been more tempting in 2020 just because it's heavy and it's lonely work. And I'm feeling not only what everyone else is feeling, this universal experience of, you know, civil unrest and not knowing what's going on with the virus and, you know, all that loneliness of not being connected with our loved ones the way that we had hoped and imagined. 
but also trying to care for others and hold space for them as they navigate that. And so giving up for me, sometimes the temptation is I'm, I'm done. I'm going to stay under the covers and just uh, not help the world. And that's not an option. So because of our audience, um, and I'm glad you don't experience suicidal ideation, but because of our audience of primarily people with depression right. um, or those trying to support the people in their lives who live with it, you know about are well acquainted with the other uh, pull to give up. And I want to just talk about how you have helped people, um, you know, on that path and how you believe that there is an other side worth holding on for. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that having hope is everything. And sometimes what I tell my clients when they're feeling um, completely hopeless, absolutely uh, without sight of what's good in the future is we really try to look at how their pain can be transformed and redeemed and turned into passion to help other people and to also be able to find shreds of things to look forward to that can begin to build this fabric that later on becomes much easier to look forward to things. And so we talk about things like, um, passion. What is there anything that makes you feel a moment of release? Is there anything that makes you feel uh, excited to be around? And sometimes that can be hard to come by, you know, and so we sit and we experience that together. We don't um, pretend, right? So if someone's having a hard time coming up with something, we really think about, okay, what's your purpose and your, why are you here. And sometimes what I found for some people is if they can help the next person, if they feel little improvements over time, that they want to offer that to the next person. And so we try to find what anchors them. Lauren uses a visualization exercise with the people she supports to help them connect with that concept of being anchored. And the symbolism we use is having an anchor, and that anchor is attached to a buoy. And if you've ever been at the beach or anything when there's a a huge storm brewing, right, the anchor is not budging, and it's tied to a buoy, and there's a, a rope that connects the two. We are like the buoy, and many times in the, the deepest, darkest nights of the soul and in the loneliest, helpless, hopeless places of depression, we feel like a buoy that's just getting slapped all over the place and we're feeling the temptation to give up. We're feeling like this isn't worth it, right? And so what we talk about is trying to find the thing, the purpose, the 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 person, the calling, whatever it is that anchors that person, that helps them stay put when they feel like they're getting slapped all over the place and the wind and the waves are raging. And we just momentarily find things that give us a a, a moment of a breath to take another wave. And that's the sucky reality when things are really bad. But we just, we've got a moment, we hold our breath, we wait for the next wave, and we, we trust that eventually the waves will die down. Every storm runs out of rain. The horizon's gonna show up. The sun's gonna show up. And eventually it's going to die down. And what does the buoy do? It always bobs back up because it's tethered to that anchor. 
I actually really like the image. I'm the whole time you were saying it, I was seeing that probably orange ball bobbing right, around. Right. What, in your experience with your clients, are some of the most common? Like, if somebody's listening to that and saying, "I can't, I can't think of an anchor. I don't think I have an anchor." Mm-hmm. What are some of the more common anchors that maybe somebody would say, "Oh, yeah, I guess I kind of do have that." Sure. So if a person has any kind of self-proclaimed faith, for many people, um, faith in a higher power is an anchor, um, trusting that there is some uh, redemptive quality to potentially their pain that can be turned into passion and purpose. Um, a power higher than yourself can also be being connected to another person who gets it or to a community who gets it. So, you know, we're having to rely much more on an online presence with community, but maybe that's um, some kind of support group or you are able to Zoom with a couple of friends that you can get real and messy with, or if you're fortunate and blessed enough to have family, you can do that with. Even if you just have one other person, anything that is bigger and greater than just you alone. Because they can offer you strength when you don't feel like going on. And what's really amazing is in moments when you feel like you have some strength to offer, you can offer that back to the other person. And that inspires many people to keep going. If they think about what would happen if I, you know, gave up, how would that impact the world around me? It's a ripple effect. And so sometimes people don't give up just because they love other people so much until they get to the place where they want to stick around and they feel hopeful about what life is going to look like. This is far from a theoretical point for us. If you're on Facebook and have not yet checked out the Giving Voice to Depression community, we invite you to do so. Most, if not all, of the people there live with depression. And even so, when someone reaches out and says they're really struggling... Through supportive comments, others in the community will metaphorically light a lantern if they can, or a dim match, or whatever they've got the time and energy to do, to help bring some light to that person's world and remind them they're not alone and that there is an other side that they will get back to. If you have lost hope or faith in humanity, the 9,000 plus people in our community will help change your mind. They nourish us daily. Lauren says that outside perspective can be critical to countering our inner dialogue. I think one of the most healing things is when we get to use, even when we're in a depression, when we get to use our something that we don't like about ourselves um, as an asset all of a sudden, because Mm -hmm. now we're using that darkness to connect with someone else's. And and if they're just a little bit worse than you, you know, worse off um, at that moment, you know, when you can say, Oh, you know, I'm I'm right there too. Do not buy it. Do not believe it. That's right. We're sort of turning it on its head and making it a strength and a way to connect as opposed to disconnect. And I'm just stunned every time it happens, which is daily. That's the redemptive power of vulnerability and community right there. You know, and the reality is it's very easy for you to say to another person, no, 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 don't believe that about yourself. That's a lie. But what you're saying is when it comes to yourself, you're like, nope, that's absolutely true. And you need community to say, wait, Terry, let's kind of parse this out together. That's not true. And it also is so um, life-giving in the right balance to help your fellow man. There's nothing more inspirational and encouraging when you've been there 
to say to somebody else who is in a a spot that is really scary and dark to say, oh, man, I've been there. Here's my hand. I'm going to show you the way out. I've been in this hole many, many times. There's a way out. And someone offers you their hand. I mean, that's the beauty of community. That's purpose and, and pain fusing together. And usually if you've been through it, it makes you really passionate about your purpose. Well, I don't know why I'd bother to have my therapy session at 4 o'clock today. (laughs) (laughs) I feel so much better just hearing you talk. That's sweet. I could talk to you forever, and I probably have enough for an episode. So I'm I'm just going to ask you um, for sort of a closing comment. I just want somebody listening to just feel a little bit better. Sure. Well, my hope for everybody is that you do give yourself the gift of not giving up that you are stronger and more courageous than you realize and that you are surrounded by people that care for you and want you to be in the world. And so I ask that you would make the most courageous decision. Courage is not the absence of fear. We do it in the face of fear, right? Is that you say, I need some help if you're struggling. And if you are not struggling, that you offer help to somebody else, that we care for one another during these times that we stick together and that we give each other hope and we trust that we are resilient and powerful and wildly capable. I try to put myself back in the place I was when I wouldn't have believed you. Mm -hmm. And I hate going back there, but I know that there are people listening who will think, yeah, I'm sure that's true for somebody else. Mm -hmm. How do you connect with hope when you really just don't believe it. Sure. Well, you know, I think the really great advantage is that you don't necessarily have to feel it to start the journey, which both sucks and is liberating, is that the first step doesn't have to be fully convinced, 100% confident that hope is on the other, you know, side of the journey. All you have to do is inch a, a foot forward Maybe trust someone else if they're saying that they've got hope to offer you and you trust them, that you put your confidence in their ability to say, I see hope down the line. And you just keep scooching by and you scooch by. You don't have to have full confidence, but you have everything to gain by trying. It reminds me of one of my favorite quotes that I had forgotten. Um, it's E.L. Dr. Rowe, and it said that it's like driving at night. In the total darkness that you can only see as far ahead as your headlights right. show, but you can make the whole trip that way. That's right. That's exactly right. Moment by moment, and you don't have to. You don't have to lie about not feeling hopeful. Tell somebody. I I don't know if I buy it, but I'm going to try. The last thing you have to do is feel fraudulent. You can be a hundred percent honest and still try. <laughs> Absolutely. Lauren, yummy word choices. And I'm so grateful for that verb scooch because it even feels smaller to me than a step forward. You know, it's just sort of, it's still moving in the right direction, but it's uh, small. Thank you for that. And I also am really going to kind of reflect on the question, what is bigger and greater than just you? I don't know my immediate answer for that. So I'm going to have to sit with that one for a while, but I appreciate the question. Terry, I am so deeply 
deeply grateful that I can be real and messy with you and that you <laughs> are my anchor. Oh, thank you. That is an honor. And uh, as your big sister, I accept. And I'm very deeply grateful for our humane Facebook community to connect with. Mm-hmm. It really does allow us in a time when we're all alone to not feel alone. Absolutely. I was just talking about this morning with someone saying that even in the throes of what have been some pretty uh, volatile political times, no one on the page goes there because we've asked them not to because we need a safe space. And uh, I think that's an astonishing thing to be able to um, create and maintain in 2020 and 2021. So we're very, very grateful for that. So one thing we want to bring up is that on our website, givingvoicetodepression.com, we've had a widget installed. I learned that's what it's called in the upper left corner and it's red. So right when you get on that page, you'll see it. And if you click on that, you can record us up to five minutes of a message. And while that can be a question for a future guest or an idea for a future guest, it could also be feedback on this or any other episode. And we'd also really like some feedback about giving voice to depression, whether for you that's this podcast and or the Facebook community or the daily social media posts. We want to know how hopefully it helps you or benefits you. I don't know what verb to use. And the more we understand that, the more we can direct our efforts in that direction so that we can be of more help. And it makes us feel more connected too. You know, this is a, a two, this is a relationship. It's a two-way relationship. And if leaving your name makes you feel uncomfortable, we want this to be like a safe and comfortable way for you to share. So there's really no need to leave your name if that makes it um, something that you'll do. Yeah, absolutely. So please take care of yourselves and remember it's okay to tune out the news or social media if watching it causes you anxiety or anger or fear or anything else that challenges your mental health. We'll be back next week with another episode. And until then, let's just take all this moment by moment and keep scooching. Keep scooching. (laughs) And as Lauren said, you know, let's try and seek and nourish hope. Amen. We truly hope that our podcast brings a little more understanding, helps you better articulate your experience of depression, or better understand how to support someone else's. We invite you to join us for daily posts on the Giving Voice to Depression Facebook page and on Twitter and Instagram at Voice Depression. It is a comfort to be among fellow travelers on Depression's Dark Road. And remember, if you're struggling, speak up. If someone else is, listen up.